Hey guys. There you are. This hey. Is... You okay? Yeah, just finished making a coffee, went down to the office, and then realized that the laptop I brought was not the laptop I used to record on. So yeah. And then I had to reset up everything, but I'm good now. I'll be good, man. Come on now. Craig beat me in. Oh yeah. Craig did beat you in. Craig been here since eleven. Fifteen minutes, my guy. Slacking, man. Usually. Audacity been sitting here recording me and Cameron talk about nothing. Nice. Except for how we're trying to, you know, make sure we have the information for tonight's episode. Today was day two of Linktober. I didn't do quite as good as I did on day one. I saw your day one post. Because I'm a day one, you know. That's that's what I'm saying. Day one did well. Day two, day one are so hot. But y'all be on the lookout for that day three, though. Oh, shoot. <laughs> ain't, no, ain't nobody going to see this until it's... <laughs> uh, gonna, you'll be listening to this on, what, day uh, nine of Linktober? So forget about day three. For you, it'll be day nine. And then the other podcast won't come out until the end of <laughs> Linktober. Yeah. We got, we got one more Linktober release time. Yeah, it's fun. I think I got the first 20 days all drawn up already. So it's just a matter of scheduling them. But to you day oneers, we got you. Day one was my boy Bruce from over at the East Wind. My dude, my dude slinging produce for the right price. That's why they call him Bruce. (laughs) Oh, no. It's all good. Man. All right. You guys ready to talk about a water temple, though? What episode is this? Wait, there was a, a temple in this in this playthrough, huh? Did we play the same thing? It was kind of like a palace. I mean, Episode your palace 63. and my palace are different palaces. <laughs> Episode 63 is Anthony's intro. Get your palace out of here, man. Welcome to the A4 No, B4 Yes podcast, the Zelda-themed podcast, where we go chapter by chapter through Zelda games. We are on TOTK, and this is episode Yes. And last episode, we kind of just chilled out, had some adventure in, did some uh, walkthroughs with the Koroks, and this episode, we are going to be greeted by the most heinous of villains. Deal mm. and his muddy waters of doom. And my co hosts are here, as always. You may have thought this was Ryan Fonzie, but it's me, Dio. 
Uh, <laughs> your co-host. Well, I can't beat you up if I'm all the way over here. And I'm Cameron Hagee, a used toothpick. A used I mean, <laughs> but like, that could be, you know, two things. Like, you could be a used toothpick from like, you know, a dentist who's probably got some nice teeth, or you could be used toothpick from like someone who just ate at like McDonald's. Yeah, you you might have been like nicely used, is what Anthony's yeah. trying to say. I mean, it doesn't so, like, matter, man. I was used, and now I'm thrown away. You'll never be the same. Nah, you're recycled. Don't worry. I've been got, contaminated. Got oh, I've been recycled. Oh, I yeah. You you being recycled, man. I'm you gonna got be a new life. toothpick. I got a new pick in me, man. I don't know if we can do a new toothpick. We might we might be able to turn you into a pulp, get you on some nice paper. Oh man. Or a balsa wood project, you know. I want to hold up a toothpick. Recycle. I thought balsa was a type or, of tree. I want to hold up a popsicle. We get the balsa, uh, balsa toothpicks. Balsa yeah, that would be super useful. <laughs> super, super lightweight, really high strength to volume ratio. I didn't know my teeth could get splinters until I tried these toothpicks. It it, it is like trying to pick your teeth with styrofoam. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, we got like an episode two, I think, to record. <laughs> if we're done with toothpick talk, I mean, I'm good. Welcome to A for No, B for Toothpick. No. Uh, all right. So, guys, let's talk about let's talk about the Zora real quick. My favorite domain so far. <laughs> let's talk about the lead up to the Zora real quick. Because, like, how did you guys get there? Oh, I went up the main path. I wanted to see what was different. Would the main it... path be the path that like you took in in BOTW? Yeah, yeah, that's what I that's where I was just going to, yeah. Because um aside from a couple new caves, it's dead in comparison to Breath of the Wild. Like it's all about the caves. If you don't go in a cave and you just walk up the path, you're gonna see just about nothing on your way up. Hmm. <laughs> what about there you, Cameron? Are... How'd you get there? Oh. I just uh flew on down off Death Mountain. I mean, obviously not literally the whole way, but like that, that was the path. Just flew in from Death Mountain and boy, are my arms tired. Yeah, I got to hold that paraglider, man. You know how much food I had to ingest on this trip without my hands? (laughs) What? (laughs) Stamina potions hanging out your mouth. Yeah, (laughs) I got them built into my teeth. I just kind of and then stamina potion. Hey, it's just like when you had to catch that horse. Same deal. Just (laughs) Pretty much. In, man. That's one of the superpowers of Link, though, is that no matter what he's doing or how busy his entire body could be, he can still eat an eight-course meal and drink three potions in the blink of an eye. Yo. Okay. <laughs> Anthony, how did you get up here? I think I went, like, a very different route. So I went to, I think it was the north, it was the south Akala, uh... Yeah, I think it was like either the Akala Highlands Tower or one of the towers like near Zora's domain, like north of it. It was sort of close, but sort of far away. And I went to the tower and there was a Zora on the bottom of it who was just like drowning in sludge. It looked like a scene straight out of Super Mario Sunshine. And that was like my introduction to it was, I don't even remember who the Zora was. He was like some... Was one he of a the, guard? Like, 
Yeah, he was one of like the high military captains. Hey. Like, not like a nameless guard. But he I was found like that guy too. Yeah, I forgot his name, but he was like one of the high captains. He was right outside of a shrine. That's why I found him because I was going to the shrine. Oh, okay. I'm I may have seen that Zora on the way. I think was he at the base of everything or was he No, he was definitely like near a shrine or a or a or a sky yeah. tower. I remember him being near something. I just don't remember it being like up by the domain. Like I thought it was kind of far away from the domain. It was, yeah. It was like yeah. so, sort of sort of far. I don't remember where exactly he was, but that was like my introduction to it and yeah. I I just was like straight up like this is Super Mario Sunshine. Pretty much. I actually I think there is a tower in the area that, you know, for the for the maps and all that, and if you jump out of that, you can pretty much just fly right to the domain from there. Um if I'm not mistaken, it's close enough where you can just skip a whole bunch by doing that. Mm. Uh, but I think one of the things that I did notice is that they they changed all of the lore, uh, like the the history stones. Like I know there was like a set of eleven of them, right, in Breath of the Wild that you could go through and get all these different stories. Um, they've all been rewritten, and I think they were rewritten by Sidon, if I'm not mistaken. Um. And I did not read them. I read like maybe three or four of them. And instead of going on the Easter egg hunt and trying to get them all for you guys, uh, I just didn't. So if you are interested in knowing what's on there, if there's anything cool, uh, maybe we can revisit that some other time. I just, I don't even, I wouldn't even know how to find it, honestly. Um, hmm. One of the, one of the drawbacks of, uh, discussing a game this recent is that even the wikis don't have information like that on them quite yet yeah uh, i mean i could try to find it and see what comes up but yeah yeah i think i read a few and i don't honestly remember much of what they said i actually took like a southern i want to take like a southern route i went across the mountains of like where that lionel used to be and then i went into the reservoir lake and there was like a pretty interesting quest there at some point. Uh the dude with the blue rocks, if you guys did that quest. Nah. I did blue do the stone. quest with the with the blue rocks, yeah. Yeah. I it was definitely like at the docks to the reservoir lake and there was like a I, I wanna say it was one of the more known Zoras from the last game. He was like one of the guys with the name and I can't remember which one it was, but he wanted like a blue stone or something and to repair Mifa's statue, which we haven't talked about yet, but that's a thing. That's a whole thing. That's a whole new thing. Yeah. Uh, and we will talk about it for sure. Uh, I mean, that, cause that, the, the quest that you're talking about, I believe takes place where uh, Varuto used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the reservoir. Which is, you know, yeah, it's it's nearby, and I think it's actually included in the rest of the story we're telling. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I remember the history goes that all of Zara's domain was originally carved out of one big piece of stone or something like that. Um, Shoot. So when they have, when make repairs, they have to have a matching material, and so this guy's looking for this special blue rock that's like super heavy and durable and asks if you can go get one for him. So a sapphire? Yeah. Well, no. It's like it's actually just a a rock. 
Um, oh, in the, in the world, you got to grab it. Yeah, you got to go into a cave and find it and attach uh-huh. it to your boat and hope that your boat can still float with the blue rock on it. And yeah. Back out. It's the whole thing. Nice. And that's actually like, yeah. once I did that quest, I like led up into, pretty sure that's what got me into the domain. And man, them waters be looking like, like Lake Erie over here. Yeah, when it when it turns over for sure, it's just it's just mad grody. Um, yeah, Zora's domain of sewage at the moment, unfortunately. Yeah, even the water you can swim in just looks bad. Uh, there's as for the Zora themselves, I mean they're a lot nicer to you in this game because they remember the last game, which is interesting. Most places we go, people don't seem to remember anything, but I think I guess it's a little bit more important that the Zora remember you well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, most of them don't really have much to offer you right now. Uh, they might tell you a little bit about what's going on, how they're all struggling with the water and whatever. Um, more, you know, more side quests open up as you complete uh, what we're doing this episode. Um, but that's kind of consistent across the board too. So one thing of note, though, is this new character, right? I know we all know where we're going here. Uh, Yona, Lady Yona, Yona, who has the most clear vocal barks of any character in the game you'll you'll click a to move from one block of text to the next and you'll just hear a very clear like crystal clear yes <laughs> like just randomly mm-hmm. which for me was jarring i was like what is this character like nobody else talks like this in all of hyrule i think maybe pura used to do that or um who am i thinking of uh, who lives in Kakariko, the chief Imp- of Kakariko. Hmm? No, not Impa. Impa. Impa's, um, Impa's daughter, or granddaughter, or whatever. Paya. Paya, there it is. P-A-Y-A. It'd be named, easier to remember, like, after, Papaya. Named after Papaya. Or Pius. They're all fruits in Kakariko. I don't remember if that was the one who actually does that, but there's, like, one other character who does that kind of thing. But most of them just give you their regular like, oh, hmm. you know, you don't you don't hear distinct words like that for the most part. Um, I didn't even notice. Didn't even notice. It was like playing Dragon Quest for a second. I was like, wait a minute, which game am I in right now? <laughs> um, one other thing about Yona. I mean, I, we're going to talk about Yona quite a bit this episode. Spoiler. Yes. Um, but one other overarching thing that I just want to say before we get into the details of the conversations, I didn't know how to read her as a character at first. Like, she tells you who she is and what she's about, but her character design is very um, sharp and pointy. <laughs> she has, like, snake eyes with that kind of are diamond shape, like, they point at the front and the back. She's got two horns coming off of her head with like a crescent moon crown on the back. And even like the on the front, she has like a fake collar that's actually jewelry um, as well as on her wrists. I don't want to say this because I'm actually looking at a picture of her right now, but she's like, also super bright, light green. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she looks like a manta ray, right? Like her head is like a ray. She's kind of like the um, the king's attendant from Breath of the Wild. But I say that to say that when you are designing characters, having things that are pointy or sharp um, tend to signal uh, a dangerous character. And it got me because I was like, 
like I think she might be the bad guy of this area. <laughs> when I first met her, I was like, something's off about this. I like I just had suspicions. Um I was wrong. Spoiler again, I was wrong. There's nothing to be afraid of. She's fine. But when I first was talking to her, she's like, Oh, yo, I'm uh <laughs> I'm I'm Sidon's fiance or whatever. I'm like, uh, okay. Like also I look like this. I'm like, are you the bad guy? <laughs> Are you you the problem? Are you causing? She's supposed to be like manta ray, like, and I see exactly what they were going with with the horns, as manta rays sort of have like antenna that protrude. Different species have like those antenna that protrude from their head right where our horns would be. But I agree with you. Like they should have just stuck with like rounder manta ray appendages yeah rounder signifies like a safe character or a comfort character which would have been perfect for yona because that's what they were trying to do (laughs) nah she man she just comes in hard and strong it's just like i'm ready i was i was a tad bit sus of her just uh i was a little more specious instead of like looking at her design i was like i remember the manta ray from the last game being a pain in my butt how are you gonna be a pain in my butt (laughs) (laughs) but she was not a pain in the butt no, not at all. Um, so yeah, she does she does introduce herself. She is Sidon's fiance, apparently. Um, if you talk to the other people around town, you'll find out that she is a selfless and compassionate uh Zora princess, perfect for Prince Sidon. Wow. My thing is is like, you know, where was she seven years ago? Like training. Deep in the mountains. Yeah. She's just Meditation and hard training daily. That's how she got all pointy, man. Uh, maybe she was like an ocean Zora. Those points didn't make themselves, man. Yeah, I don't know. That, that, <laughs> some some other. Uh, well, I shouldn't say some other. The Book of Medora podcast had some things to say about this in terms of confirming like another group of Zora somewhere else in the world. Mm. I'm not really sure i want to go all deep into that right now yeah but clearly she wasn't there seven years ago and who knows who knows where she was maybe there are other kingdoms of zora we can't even get off the edges of our map so what do we know right we wouldn't be able to meet him anyways yeah but uh as as we're heading up to the main middle part of the zora's domain you know to check out what all this sludge stuff is about that's when we see a dirty statue and this Yona oh, yeah. standing in front of it. And that's uh, where we run into her. Yeah. So that dirty statue, let's talk about that for a second. Cause like here I am being like, yo, how come you let my girl Mifa get all dirty like that? I'm, I'm going to clean this off <laughs> since y'all won't do it. Uh, so I pulled out like a hydrant. I, I sprayed down the statue. Turns out it wasn't Mifa anymore. <laughs> and I got real worried. I was like, where did you put that statue of Mifa? Uh, because this is ridiculous. Uh, what you find instead is a statue of Link riding on the back of Sidon, going through the water as like an homage to their their attack on Varuto back in the day. Commemorated. It, I, I love it. Yeah, I saw it and I just nodded. I was like, "Yeah," and then I, I went on my way. I thought it was. I had I had mixed feelings because at one side I was like, "Yeah, I mean it's a cool statue," 
But also, though, like you all had a beloved princess who died fighting the calamity. Like, where did that statue go? Like, what did you do? Uh, and it's not until a little bit later that that gets resolved. And then I was like, yeah, that's fine. That worked. <laughs> you about to throw hands real quick with I was, the king. I was, a, I was upset. I was upset. <laughs> like, yo, Link wouldn't have been able to do what he did if he didn't have the armor that she made. What are you doing with her? The, the absolute disrespect. That's right. Really. Exactly. Just like my mistrust for Yona, I also had mistrust in the Zora as a as a people in that moment. Man, <laughs> distrust running everywhere. Yeah. Must be why those yeah. waters are so murky and dirty. Emotions running high, the man. Could uh, see through the murky waters at this point. Uh, <laughs> nice. So once we clean off the statue, Yona tells us that there's a problem. And if we've been paying attention up until this point, we see the problem. There is slime and gunk everywhere, and it's covering stuff, and their lives are miserable because of it. The water looks poopy, and it's just bad. And she tells us, we need to go find Prince Sidon up on Mount Polymus, or Mount Ploymus, and figure out what's going on. And also, she's going to go heal people in the room right over there. Come talk to her as well. Yeah, doesn't she get, don't we got to, like, get armor or something, too? Or is that yeah. Like yeah, the, if we go back and talk to her immediately after she tells us to go find Prince Sidon, she'll tell us that she has the armor and she wants to give it to us, but it needs to be repaired and we need an ancient arowana. Although they're ancient and they haven't been around there in a long time, so she has no idea where we're going to get it. <laughs> Probably our inventory. It's kind of funny that that would be like the thing to repair it because the okay, so so Mifa made the armor when there weren't any ancient arowana around. Yes. And as far as we know, the only like real important thing about this armor is that it has one scale from her on it somewhere. This is this she is like never is mentioned in this game. <laughs> she is the ancient arrow. No, no. <laughs> no. Uh, and then so she's like, "Oh, you're gonna need the." I'm like, "How do you know about ancient arrow?" This was like another part where I was like. Are you the bad guy? Like, how would anyone know? <laughs> uh, yeah, it definitely struck me as weird too. It might just be like a Zora, like family, you know, technique. How like Link has the spin move? I don't know. Yeah, but it's, they haven't been around there in so long. How would their craftsmen have been able to work with them? How would they know the quality of the fish to apply it to repairing things if there haven't been any around in a really long time? How did she listen, even pull that one out of her head? This is my thing, all right? So the ancient arowanas can be found on Sky Islands only. So my thing is maybe like once a millennia or something, like the ancient arowana have this like tradition where they just like throw one of themselves like off oh, the side of a great sky island and they fall <laughs> into the Zora's domain and that's how... <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Yeah, you got me. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The ancient arowana have a tradition, you're saying. Where they yeet themselves off of their own islands, one of them at a time, just for funsies. This I like it. Like Maybe an evil it's... prank that one ancient evil arowana played on another ancient arowana. It was like, yo, Jerry, remember that tradition that we had? Where one of us yeets themselves? I think it should be you this year. Yeah. <laughs> oh no it's like their version of the lottery from that movie 
Uh, uh yeah. So I don't I don't know. You've been voted off the island. How incarnation Mifa got in ancient arowana other than it falling off of one of the sky islands, but you know, that's yeah, the we, thing. I don't think the original clothing you know. I don't think the chest armor involves ancient arowanas at all. I feel like this must be some crazy thing from way back in the day. Zoras are like, you know, way back before these random parts of the world just disappeared because I don't know how else the Sky Islands got there and the Zora could somehow know about them. That there was this amazing ancient fish and she remembers this. And then since all these sky things are here and Link is like the guy that does everything, she's like, I'm just going to tell him to get me one of those because he probably can. And I want to see it. (laughs) Oh, this is like just equal trade value kind of thing for her. She's like, I, I want that fish. It's not about actually repairing the armor. I don't need it to repair the armor, but I'm going to tell him that I need it so that she'll, he'll bring me one because I just want one. In the meantime, I already repaired the armor. That's no big deal. Well, yeah, that or there was something about it being like really good at like the scales are so hard or something. They're the best at repairing armor. So she's like, I want to try to use one of those and just takes advantage of Link for being the guy that can go anywhere and do anything. <laughs> Maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know how else she knows about him, and would need one since they obviously haven't had him in forever. It's such a strange thing to ask for. I'm gonna chalk this one up to Vigi Games. Yeah, no, this is definitely Vigi Games. We're just trying to put logic behind the Vigi Games. All right, that's one point for Vigi Games tonight. I'll probably keep score. If I <laughs> and uh, so we get it repaired, and we have our Zora armor, which does the same thing it did in the first game. I don't remember if you swim a little faster or not while you're wearing it, but you can climb waterfalls. Yeah, I think they all give like some kind of mild swim speed up, and mm-hmm. this one has the special effect of jumping up a waterfall, uh, which, which, uh, which used to be Mifa's thing. It's true. If anybody cared. No, uh, they don't even have her statue anymore. Or so we think. Until uh, we go to Mount Ploymus. Yeah, go to Mount Ploymus. Which I really liked. Sidon's up there doing his human Brita feature. <laughs> <laughs> My God. He, he oh, just no. standing there. That, that's an accurate the description. <laughs> that's a too accurate description. <laughs> just, just like the King Zora used to do back in Ocarina of Time. <laughs> nah. Uh. Sidon's not a Brita. He's better than that. He's a Berkeley. Oh, wow. Okay. He's purifying even the fluoride out of that stuff. That's wow. what I need. Beep. Editor Mike here, just stepping in to mention that when we say Berkeley in this episode, what we're actually referring to is a Berkey water filtration system, a little bit higher end than your common Brita filter. Uh, we make this mistake several times throughout the episode. Uh, and instead of fixing it, we decided to just make this note. Uh, a side note is that Berkeley is actually a brand of fishing equipment. So there's that. Anyway, back to the show. Beep. <laughs> he's a whole water treatment plant, man. But yeah, so, he, uh, uh, he's busy. <laughs> so basically yeah. what he tells us, he's like, yeah, Link, I'm glad you're here. I'd love to chat. But uh, listen, I got to... See the Merc? I gotta unmerc the Merc as best I can. This is this is my role now. <laughs> I've planted myself <laughs> here and I can't move. It did feel validating though that he called us his best friend. Yeah, he makes mention of that a few times. He's still yeah. a brawl. Yeah. yeah, he might be busy, but he's still a brawl. The game yeah. the game really wants to stress, like, hey, he is engaged, 
but he hasn't like forgotten about you. Like you guys still have your friendship. Don't worry about that. Even even Yona has got an earful of it, and she'll tell you straight up, like, "Oh yeah, he <laughs> can't stop talking about how good of friends you two are." Aw, yeah, such a good bromance. And we get there, and obviously he brings attention to the fact that all this junk is falling out of the sky, and that he's filtering it up. And then he points us in a direction. I think it was northwest to go find his. What was it? The the guard that he told to go research these things whose name is giato yeah giato's over at toto yeah toto lake toto lake yeah but real quick before we do that just, just want to make oh, mention statue yeah the statue this is uh mifa's court newly appointed mifa's court and if you go up to the top where you used to be able to do wicked uh dives into the reservoir uh Mifa statue has actually been placed up there, up on the mountain overlooking the reservoir, uh, which feels fine. Like that, that seems like a good place for it. Like they, say. they, gave, her, they gave her a whole court of her own uh, up there on the mountain overlooking Zora's domain. So they say cool. if you stick your head in the water as Sidon is purifying it, you can hear her gavel swinging. <laughs> <Excuse> <laughs> she didn't use a gavel. It's her court, though. It's her court. I know. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Okay. <laughs> so, so off we go to Toto to find Giotto. And we get ourselves a wonderful riddle of sorts. We do. We, uh, we find him confuddled, trying to figure out how to read this tablet that's had just the giant middle of it ripped out and thrown like 20 feet. And so we got to clean it off and stick it back on there. He's like, oh, my gosh, it's been repaired. This is amazing. And he reads it for us. And it says, stand upon the land of the skyfish and behold its lofty view. Among the floating rocks you see, a droplet waits for you. Through this droplet, shoot an arrow with the mark of the king. Do this task and you shall reveal a most wondrous thing. See the watery bridge's resting spot with your own two eyes, that which connects the Zora to the people of the skies. Yeah. yeah. So when I first heard that, I sort of knew what I had to do and what I was looking for, but I had no clue where to start looking for that. I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. Oh, gosh. Not Star Wars. <laughs> so, yeah, I forget who we have to talk to to actually find who we're looking for. I believe, um, I believe we go back to Sidon. And then he tells us to talk to the king, although the king hopefully should be back by now because he was out. Yeah. And when we go to check on the king, we end up finding three little Zoras, three children in the, the throne room playing a game that they dubbed King Zora. And if you listen in, they kind of sound like they know where he is, but then immediately shoo you away as soon as they realize that you're there. And they actually have like five different little parts of the game they can play because I went in there a bunch of times just to keep hearing it until it started recycling. Yeah. So that was nice. Then there's a, a lady standing right outside of it, a lady Zora, don't know her name. She tells you that, oh man, I tried to listen in on those kids and they just keep telling me to go away. If only there was a place I could be where they wouldn't see me and I could hear them. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> yeah, because you have to like ascend up from beneath, right? I just into that little pool. 
I didn't even do I that. Didn't. I went in the the, the center because you had to go up a little ways before it would trigger the scene with them. And then I just walked around in a circle in plain view of them, hopped in the water and swam right up and listened. Oh, there you go. Hmm. It's I like think I went straight up out, over out outside and did that that way. <laughs> oh, uh, no. But yeah, they give you the clue uh, that there's somewhere between Polymus Mountain and the Domain that there's a uh, there's a waterfall that's flowing clean, uh, which is suspicious because you know most of the water's not clean. Uh, I had a little bit of a hard time finding this, but I think it's because there's actually other caves hiding behind waterfalls too. Uh, so I definitely went through a couple of these caves before I found the right one. Uh, like there's the Polymus Mountain Cave. Like, I went all up in there uh, before mm. going over to the pristine sanctum. So Dude. I actually talked to someone. I don't remember who it was. Because, listen, it's been a while. But there was a, I want to say it was a juvenile Zora, was saying that there was, a, there was a cave up on a waterfall that, like, he couldn't get to because he's not powerful enough to swim up that yet that was like clean and so i was like eh. so i just figured like the only waterfall like nearest to the domain was the the Mikau waterfall to the lulu waterfall i just like follow that and follow the clean water there is like kind of like a clean water like discharge that you can kind of follow oh hmm. I just teleported to the top of the mountain and checked behind every waterfall on the way down and i think it was the one at the very bottom so I wasted maximum amount of time. Mm, nice. And it's it's kind of a pain in the butt when you get in there, too. I mean, I guess you could build a little something with a, a balloon on it, or you could use, like, a rocket shield, but I ended up climbing up the side of the wet cave and slipping constantly. <laughs> I really didn't have the best time of it, and then after I got up there, I thought, I could have just used a rocket. Yeah, I'll tell you, man. I don't remember how I did it. Because I don't, mm-hmm. I don't remember what the interior looked like all that much, but I do remember finding King Dorfin. Yes, uh, and he was not looking his best that day. No, he got an oof. Yeah, uh, I found it really interesting that he uh, he had this very vulnerable conversation with Link about how like he's like, man, you know, maybe I should I, I should think about succession and let let. Let the prince be the king, basically. He's like, hey, I think yeah. it's about time I hand off the domain. I'm getting, I'm getting kind of old for this. <laughs> it's when, uh, just foreshadowing. What caught me off guard was when you first arrive, I don't know his right-hand man's name, but it's the Stingray dude. Yeah. What What is his name? Do you guys know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's just call him Cranky. All right. Cranky I like it. So, Cranky cool. Zora, he... You get there and he's like, "Oh, Link, is that you?" And then like he, they, they both kind of were like, "Oh, it's you." It's like that's all. Wait a minute, like I know what you're here for, and we learn that Zelda, or as we've come to find out that there's all these like instances where Zelda just keeps appearing and reappearing and telling people things across Hyrule, that Zelda had come and basically fought with King Dorfin and had a. Uh, Something summoned to fight him with, I believe he said. He has a slime monster. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a little foreshadowing as well, I think. And then he just was not in it. And he was like, we were attacked by Zelda. How can I trust you? And I was sort of kind of just chalking it up to like, 
Dude, I saved your kingdom like six, seven years ago with Sidon. I literally have my statue in the plaza. Like, why are you treating me like this? But then I sort of thought like, it's kind of like validated if they think that actual Zelda attack them. It's like an attack from the kingdom. I can kind of see where like that'd be validated behavior. And I felt like less mad about him treating me like that. Yeah, and there's also the fact that if you didn't help Zora's domain, it would have flooded literally all of Hyrule and killed everybody. So Link could have just helped them on the prospect of, I don't want everybody else to die. So theoretically, it's possible Link did it without their like best intention or their best uh, interests in mind, even though it happened to be the same thing anyways. Did they if you wanted to dig even deeper. Say that it was Zelda, or did they have any kind of suspicion that it might be something that just looked like Zelda? No, it was 100% Zelda. I mean, Link has a statement, I think he said, like, it couldn't have been Zelda. And then King Dorfin, uh, they were saying, like, I don't see how it couldn't be. It looked like her. So, I don't know. Huh. Yeah, they're, they're pretty convinced it was Zelda. Okay. I just know the game's been trying really hard to keep it ambiguous. Like, it's always supposed to be some kind of mystery <laughs> wrapped around situations with Zelda. This so, was the first one, I think, they were like, like, uh, was it Muzu? Is it Muzu? Muzu's coming to me. Is it Muzu? Muzu sounds right. Yeah, Muzu. I don't know why that just randomly, like, popped in my brain. Uh, Muzu was, like, pretty darn convinced that Zelda attacked the king uh, with a slime monster, like Cameron said. Huh. And it was kind of like, oh, but, like, not really, though. And then they were like, why should we believe you? Like, yeah, I don't know, because I'm cool. I'm Sidon's best friend. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah. I'm here to like, fight I'm, I'm Working independent of Zelda. I'm trying to find it right now. Uh. And then Link, I guess, kind of makes mention of the riddle, and the king says, oh, you need scales for this riddle? He's like, oh, I got tons of them. <laughs> it, I mean, basically, he says, there, there's some that nobody really wants. I got a ton of them. Here's five. If you need more, come on back. There's like They, they mean nothing to me. So Which apparently, is, if you just shot them all. System. Right? If you just went outside and shot off all five of his scales and came back in in five minutes, you'd be like, yeah, here's some more. Yeah. How'd those scales work out? They were really pretty when you shot them into nothing. <laughs> yeah, all right, cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you get these scales with the mark. You only need ba ba da ba one. Yep. <laughs> you only need one of them. <laughs> so in case you really mess up. Yeah, in case you're not a great shot, uh, he gives you five. But then the next bit is we need to find our way up to a skyfish, the land of the skyfish, um, which you might guess you can find on your map is a floating island that looks like a fish. Whoa. Yeah, it's called Floating Scales Island. Crazy. Uh, this place comes up in like two or three other side quests after this as well. Uh, which is wild because there's just a bunch of stuff hidden up there that I'm pretty sure a lot of it you can't even access until you've gotten the side mission. Um, so you get a side quest, you come up here, something new will be happening. It'll be great. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I actually went to Mifa Court to see Sidon and like kind of tell him about his dad and like that whole conversation. And he was kind of worried, but then was like, nah, I have to focus here still. But then he was like, I wonder like where that could be or what that is. And then like, as I was talking to him, since the Mifa court cliff literally faces the floating scales Island, I saw it and was like, I'm dumb. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's right there. Yeah. 
It's the backdrop while he's talking to you. If you have your screen rotated right. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, and there is a waterfall that you can shoot up to get onto it, too, just to make things a little easier for you. Yeah, without needing any contraptions or rockets. Yeah, this will be, and, this will uh, be a theme as we go through this next section. <laughs> when we get on up there, we, we can check it out. And, I mean, there's nothing jumping out at you as, what did it say, you're looking for through this droplet. If you're just running around the island, you're you're gonna see one section that has a bunch of glowing green floating rocks. But from almost any angle, it's just a bunch of random green floating rocks. But if you go over to them and get up on the right piece of the terrain, those floating rocks line up perfectly into a water droplet. Yeah. So if you pull out your glider and then go into slow-mo, you can make sure to hit at least one of your five shots. <laughs> Whoa. It's really hard to hit that not-moving droplet. That's genius. I didn't even do that. I shot off the side of it like a savage. <gasps> wow. Did you get the right height? I did. It was, nice. it's, it's not even that far. Like I, I think you aim like in the center of the droplet and your arrow is going to just connect anyway. Yeah, pretty much. It was, then, it was uh, not a hard task. No. And we go into a cutscene of our arrow all shiny with the scale of the king on it, flying through there, down into the reservoir, and then oh, like this green light just starts coming up out of the water. Yeah. And we have completed our task. We have. But that little green light coming out of the water isn't going to do anything for us unless we go get our friend. That's right. Yeah. We need our bestie. So I think as we come back off of this, uh, we try to go talk to Sidon, and we I'm pretty sure we get attacked. Uh, we, we notice that Yona is also there now. Yes. And then right after we start a conversation, yeah. Yeah. The dreaded slime-like. Almost as if the slime-like saw us activate the green light and was triggered to come try to stop us. Uh, the slime light comes out of nowhere, and it's up to you and Sidon to save the day. <laughs> He's quite big compared to most likes. Yeah. Yeah. From what I remember. And from what I also remember, this is like the mini-boss mini to teach us how to use this new sage ability. But that might be getting ahead of the story, but who cares? That kind of is what it is. Sidon has an ability where... We can tap the infamous A button to <laughs> get a bubble of water around Link. The purest kind of water, straight out of the um, not Brita, whatever Anthony Berkeley. said. <laughs> Berkeley. Berkeley water. Straight out the Berkeley. We got that Berkeley bubble. And uh, we at Berkeley University. It acts as a shield for one hit or. Uh, if you use an attack, it'll send a big splash of water straight at whatever it is you're attacking. It's a horizontal which, slash of water. Yeah, which for a slime-like is like pretty much game over. Like That's just ruined their whole career with that move. Yep. He's, he's going to shoot slime out at you. You're just going to knock it off him, shoot his bubble, and then you know what to do. Yeah. He is, he is a slime-like after all. He's got that weak spot and all that. And then he drops a bad weapon. <laughs> Who would have thought? What, what weapon did he drop? Uh, it, was, it was like some 15 or 20 damage weapon when I'm sitting here with 60s in my inventory. I'm like, what is this? 
Yeah, I think it was the soldier claymore. Okay. Yeah, the, the if it was just a soldier claymore, now that's nothing. If it was a Zora weapon, I was gonna say, um, they double in their power when they're wet. So Which you know, I didn't know. Yeah, that, that I didn't even sense. think about that. How to get it wet until yeah, just now I'm like, oh yeah, Sidon literally surrounds you in water. So yeah. now that makes a lot more sense. Or if you're in a rainstorm, it's like the perfect weapon. Yeah. Yeah, oh, so, so many good ways to get that buff. Some people just hit themselves with a splash fruit and just just go. Oh, does that work? It does. I mean, I think in this game you stay wet for longer than you did in Breath of the Wild, specifically for this mechanic. So, <sighs> yeah, just attach the wet fruit right onto the end of it, hit the first time, and splash, and then go to town. Yeah, we defeated. So we beat the slime like yeah. You guys have this moment of talking about how you guys work together so well as a team, just like, you know, back in the day. Best of friend. And Sidon is thinking that maybe he should go back to his duties um, as a water filter. And Yona's like, <laughs> how about you help your friend, you know? And he's like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, a little, you know, I, I, I think I got to, you know, prioritize my priorities. And she's like, no. Like, this is your priority. And then she kind of gets in his face in a way that I really appreciated because uh, Sidon needs someone who's going to make him better, you know? Mm -hmm. And Yona's like, listen, you have not been yourself, and I think you are afraid. Like, you have not been talking about your fear of ending up like your sister. Like, you think that you're going to end up getting killed in action, basically, and you're going to leave a family behind. And that is not... Like, that fear is keeping you mm. from being the prince that you need to be. I thought it was that he was worried about losing Yona and losing another person close to him. Yeah, Not, I mean, I think essentially it's both. the same both ways, yeah. Because I think, like, she says that, but it's like, because he's like, I need to be here to protect you and, like, keep, keep the domain safe. But at the same time, he's worried that if he goes off and tries to be the hero and something happens to him... Like he's going, he's going to be letting down all of the Zora that way. Like either way, I'm pretty sure he's afraid of something bad happening. Yeah, yeah. And so, like immediately, immediately, Sidon's like, "You're right." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I haven't been talking about my emotions. Like I've been trying to keep it all hidden away inside, but uh, I have been afraid. And like, so basically, he just in instant repentance, man. Like he just. He just immediately is like, yeah, you know what? Epiphany. Like, Yona's got that talk no jutsu. <laughs> that's what she got? Yeah, that's what she got. And then he immediately goes back into being the side on we know and love. He's like, yeah, you know what? I got this. Throws his thumb up, teeth shine. He's like, I'll meet you in the reservoir. Yeah. I, and this, I mean, I did want to talk about it a little bit. Not too much because we already mentioned what it was. It's very straightforward, right? I feel like this was something where the writers had an idea of something that would be meaningful and would like include a lesson about not giving into fear, but living your best life and being able to be a bold, useful person, <laughs> like to be able to give in that way to the people around you. But instead it was so fast paced that it's like neck, like breakneck speed, you know, like it was just like, Here's this concept. Moving on. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, guys, <laughs> like the most important conversation of this whole chapter. And you all breezed past it like it was a joke. 
I can just imagine sportscasters like he's crippled by fear and he's over it. <laughs> right. <laughs> like that fast. Exactly. <laughs> so I was a little bit upset about that because I wanted it to be more of like either either for that to play out over the course of the whole story or for it to be a longer conversation, I guess. Either way, it just felt rushed. Like maybe for her to tell him like he has to go help you, but he's kind of, he does, but he's like not really feeling it until like the end. He sort of gets his like mojo back, like towards the end of, you know, this chapter. Yeah. Yeah. Later Mm -hmm. on, he could stop and tell Link, you know, I've been thinking that I, maybe I was holding on to some fear that was holding me back. And I'm glad I went when she told me kind of thing. They could have dragged it out a little farther into the story instead of just bam over it. Never going to talk about this again. Bad writing. Yeah, and personally, the place that we go next, just, mm, just bad writing, bad <laughs> writing all around, man. What are you, you mean? talking about? The ancient Zora waterworks. Yeah, so like Sidon helps you to, I don't know. Does he? Doesn't he like use his like mojo powers to like My create dude. like a whirlpool? He's, he's, yeah, he swims in yeah. a circle real fast, like a kid in a swimming pool that's having fun. <laughs> yeah. He's playing he's playing Whirlpool in the reservoir, man. <laughs> yeah. This dude, he's got he's got major powers. So he creates a whirlpool and tells you to go down and like do your thing. And when you get down there, it's a like giant like steam pipe room that you have to unclog pipes to make sure the water reservoir water that's backed up, which is the clean water, like filters out the dirty water and you gotta break the rocks that have been put there. And this entire sequence reminded me of the Water Temple and Ocarina of Time, as well as some parts of the Skyward Sword water, uh, the the Buddhist temple. I forgot the name of it. And the ancient cistern. Ancient cistern, yeah. And it just like there was the parts of it. It was just like sort of annoying. Like I would have to like fall and then like go back all the way up and then like go back to the top. And then like there was parts where you had to like fall back into the water and like go back around, or maybe I just wasn't doing it right. But I think, I don't think you were doing it right. I don't think you were feeling it. That's what happened. I wasn't feeling it. Cause like, I'm not going to lie. When I got to this part, um, I mean, listen, was, was Sidon's will it blend game kind of cheesy? Yeah, it was, but it's fine. he, he rocketed around in a circle. But once I was down in here, seeing the ancient Zora waterworks and all of the... I don't even know if this is like Zonai mixed or if it's purely Zora, but I thought this was a gorgeous set piece. Like, I got in here and I was like, whoa. Like, no, the set piece cool was cool, ruins. for sure. But I was just excited to be in the room, <laughs> you know? And the puzzle, the hardest part of it ended up being just like, you go in this pipe and you ascend to the other pipe. And that was like kind of it. Other than yeah. that, everything was pretty straightforward. And if you just kind of went in a counterclockwise circle from the, the right starting point, you could just hit all of them as you were going. Yeah, it was a very quick puzzle. Yeah. And it did call back to Ocarina of Time, like raising the water level and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Ultimately, though, I kind of just felt like this part was kind of unnecessary. Yeah. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was cool, but I feel like they could have just made the waterfall start when you shot because that's what happens when you 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 raise the water level. You go to a zonai piece in the middle, which is why it probably was part zonai, uh, because there is a zonai, the the fate the thingy you touch with your hand that activates and glows goes all green, a pedestal. 
And then that's what starts the waterfall. But I feel like when you shot the arrow through the droplet shaped rocks up on the fish island, it could have just done that. Like this part just didn't really feel necessary. Sidon didn't talk about there being any kind of waterworks down there. Nobody that I've noticed has, has like mentioned the fact that this is even there. It's like they just threw it in there to add a little more time to this particular part of the quest. It was cool and I kind of enjoyed it, but it just felt completely unnecessary. Yeah, I know what you my, mean. My take on this, I mean, this is like a, a big picture statement that I'm about to make here. Um, but we haven't gotten there yet, but the actual temple at the end of all of this is really short. <laughs> and I know that we're going to discuss that when we get there. Um, but to make up for that, or at least, uh, I guess, as a counterpoint to that, it's got the longest workup to a temple of any of the four it uh-huh. did and i think that's kind of why the temple was as short as it was like i think everything was made to be like one big continuous story like it wasn't really focused on the temple as much as the other ones were i think it, it, it's just more like hey let's let's do a lot of build up let's do a lot of pre-work to figure out this mystery before you end up going to the sky which I don't think is a terrible decision, but it is a confusing one because uh, you don't really realize that's happening until you look back on it. So I think that's why this place existed <laughs> to to extend the phenomena story overall. That's why I called it an odyssey when we started the episode because I'm like, it's kind of what this is. We just kind of go from place to place. We don't we don't have a huge focal point, at least not. I also for the think first mile. they might have wanted to do. Like a Ocarina of Time, uh, sort of like callback with the Zoras, because in the Zoras, like control the water levels and the water supplies in in that high rule. So I think they maybe wanted to yeah. like sort of bring that back. Like, hey, look, the Zoras are controlling the water here too. In fact, they have a reservoir with pipes. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's always been one of the yeah from Ocarina of Time that was their thing. They were. They controlled the waterways or, you know, made sure that they were clean. Um, if you go to the water temple, you can change the level of the water, but not for everything, just for just for the temple itself, which I think this was, I mean, honestly, I think this ancient Zora waterworks was just supposed to be like the water temple ruins, basically, from Ocarina of Time. But <laughs> they didn't call it that. But architecturally, a giant pillar in the middle of the room with pipes and channels on the sides is very much water temple. Yeah, that is true. Um, so I, I think that this room was that kind of callback. You're right. No dark lunker here though. No dark no. lunker. No. And then, uh, then we successfully turn on the waterfall to get us up to Wellspring Island. The next part of our Odysseal journey here, if that's a word. And so when we leave, Sidon says, well, let's get up there because the, the waterfall just started. He shoots on up ahead of you and you follow. And now you're in the sky after you climb this one very fast. I feel like this, like the time to get up any waterfall is almost the same. And just based on how big the waterfall is, you go up faster, maybe except for the ones that are actually up in Wellspring Island. But I noticed I was like, is this going to take me five minutes to climb this waterfall? Because these are some of the highest sky islands that are that I've seen in this game so far, unless you count the top of the diving challenges. And no, he he skyrockets right up there. He's he's probably climbing them things at 100 miles an hour. Just <laughs> I thought yeah, that was entertaining. So after Link recovers from the bends, he cannot... <laughs> not just the bends, man, the whole 
Wellspring Island has less gravity. So it's one of those lower gravity islands. So just imagine like Ling is just like flooping up this waterfall at top speed. And then all of a sudden, like he get he, he's like, you're, you're subject to like normal gravity. Imagine like mock speeding a waterfall at, you know, 9.8 meters a second of gravity pulling you down. And then all of a sudden just going into a zone of light feeling. And then you're just like, Whoa. it's like, <laughs> it's, it's like living the life of an ancient arowana in reverse. <laughs> you swim oh, it upstream. These are the ancient salmons now, not the ancient arowanas. There you Link go. is a salmon. Link is a salmon. That's going to be our episode title. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, Wellspring Island. It's a, it's more than one. It's more than one island, guys. It's a whole complex of islands. Uh, oof. I don't even know what to say about this zone. This is where the water bubbles play a big part. They were in the uh, the trailers that made everybody confused. Like, why is Link jumping into a bubble? Uh, turns out that only happens in a select few places, and this is one of them. The best uh, thing you can do is attach a bubble to yourself, like at your weapon, and then you can just use that. And it's magical. And you can also use that on, like, a Zora weapon, too. I Ooh. had a foam block and a foam ball basically i don't know if they're actually supposed to be foam but from one of the uh there's a uh, a buoyancy shrine out in the uh flatlands like it's like one of the wetlands nearby mm-hmm. like the ones that you you know you used to use to get to the entryway up to zora's domain out in those wetlands i believe there's a there's a shrine that's about the power of buoyancy and in there, you get these super buoyant Zonai items. And one of them is just a big rectangle plank, and one is a, uh, is a big ball. And I attached one to a bubble. And the whole bubble turned so that the buoyant thing was on top, and then it would rise super fast when that happened. Mm. So hmm. the physics of the game kind of broke a little bit. Yeah, they did. And it wasn't 100%. It only happened like half the time you tried to do it. It was very confusing. Helpful in a couple situations, but for the most part, I just found other ways to traverse these islands. I got to a point where I was like, yeah, bubbles are nice, but I'm just going to get out my bike and just fly up these islands. I'm done. (laughs) There's actually a few puzzles on the island that I don't know. Maybe you you skipped them (laughs) if you took a bike, but there's a few puzzles to sort of like gap the distances between some of the islands to like you can like jump in the water bubbles and like ride them as they drive out and there's some shrines that have those as well yeah isn't there um big cube monsters here right there is there's a flux what's it call it capacitor (laughs) three construct (laughs) yeah flux construct and it's got a sage's will yeah i do I have no idea. Speaking of Sage's Wills, I'm pretty far in the game. I have no idea how I'm going to get my last two Sages upgraded. Got to get them uh, islands, man. Bro, I've been to all the islands. Man. There's some that aren't on islands. I don't know where they are. I'm hoping they're in caves because I'm trying to clear out caves right now. Maybe they're quest rewards. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, all right. Well, I mean, I tried to still go island to island. Like, I tried to keep the sequence this time. I felt like when I did the Rito challenge, I just 
air ballooned my way past a bunch of it, and then I ended up having to go back to get to fight a flux construct over there, which was annoying. Uh, so this time I tried to actually follow the whole path so I didn't miss anything big. Some places the bubbles were useful. Some places I just was not having it, and I just decided <laughs> to bike around instead. So I don't know. I took it. I took it step by step. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Was it was oh, it around wow. here or was it a little farther in that I liked one of the puzzles you had to use um you had to use like blocks to make a ramp to deflect the bubble up so that you could then swim out and get to the higher platform instead of yeah, it just having was... one that was perfectly lined up to just take you you had to actually build a ramp in order to get up there by deflecting it I thought that was neat Yeah yeah I don't remember if that was here or if that was later that reminds me of the temple, but I don't know if that's because that's where it was or not. I don't think it was in the temple because I just did that earlier yesterday. I don't think it was in that, but it was it was sometime around here. Gotcha. And then eventually through climbing our way up through the Wellspring Islands, we reach Sidon, who's waiting outside of a big place. And then he tells us that this is the water temple. Yeah. Or... The palace from Super Smash Bros. Because <laughs> that's what it looks like. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. I don't know. There's not enough greenery up here. No. Yeah, there's only like a little bit of greenery and it's on the bottom of the shed. But the architecture is pretty good. I mean, I know that that palace from Smash Bros is supposed to be from uh, the Adventure of Link, but. Yeah. Yeah. But there ain't no Sky Islands in that. <laughs> Islands in that one, but yeah, the water temple, the great wellspring of Hyrule. Yeah, it's been there all this time. It's got a big sludge catapult being launched off of it. <laughs> it's got a big old dirty waterfall falling from the sky that ain't nobody ever seen the water from until now. But hey, it's always been there. Always Not been only there. falling, but like launching, like shooting up in the air in a bunch of random directions, which is how our poor guard fellow down on the ground just got a bunch of. <laughs> Down on top of them. Oh, I think we're talking about different water features, but yes, that that is also happening. Oh, yeah, I think it was just it all leads into one, right? Yeah. So it's a big old, um, like half circle of islands. There, instead of five this time, uh, one of our locking features to the temple, which we you know we find when we first show up. They always want you to try to activate it once, and they show you what happens. It dumps out some water, but it doesn't dump out enough water. It only dumps out one of five things because one of them is already kind of filling up for us, and we don't have to do anything for it. But the other four, we got to get some water to. So instead of five switches, we only have four switches this time, which significantly reduces the length of the temple. Yeah, it does. Also, just... everything is in plain view, and you can just jump from island to island. Uh, there's no, like, secret way to get from one to the next. There's, I mean, there's puzzle ways to do it, like ways where the developers put something in there to make it easier or more fun for you. But... Again, if you just got a bike or whatever, <laughs> you can just kind of move around freely and hit all the switches. Even just a rocket shield is enough to get you to think any of them. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to highlight something that I thought was hilarious. So before we met, I kind of freshened up and I read like an IGN like quest guide of this water temple and 
they're after the water temple boss and i just could not help myself from laughing crying they said the temple itself is pretty small but the puzzles can be real brain scratchers and confusing to get to and to top that all off the boss is absolutely no joke and i could not help myself but start just absolutely laughing the boss is actually specifically a joke specifically um, <laughs> and not a joke as in he's that easy to fight but a joke in that he's actually very funny yeah but i think that we're getting ahead of the game a little bit by talking about him yeah no i've just we just wanted to bring that up we don't have to talk about him but like the fact that they said that the puzzles can be real brain scratchers and confusing to get to just like sent me rolling because i'm like bro you literally just need a motorcycle like did you guys not no, you can just rocket shield or motorcycle around these islands to get to them. And then to top that all off, like, I don't think the puzzles in any way were hard. They were fun. There was actually two I yeah. thought were pretty fun. One, I mean, there was one area where you had to go inside, um, like a cave kind of thing to get to one of the switches. Yeah, underneath the main zone. Um, yeah. And in order to get Sidon in, you had to turn off some flamethrowers which i think you had to you had to use like a bunch of floating blocks to traverse a room a bunch of float stones yep. um to turn off the flamethrower and then sidon could come in the room to activate the switch with his water power uh that was probably the hardest one <laughs> of all of them oh that's that's not how i did it i took one of the bubbles from up top and brought the bubble with me all the way down to it and then just put the bubble in front of the flames and walked right in the front door and turned it off from the switch right next to it there you go Easy. I didn't need Sidon's help for none of this except for turning the, the thing, which is also the hardest puzzle in this entire thing, in my opinion. It took me about 10 to 15 minutes to realize I had to use Sidon's ability to activate the thing. And then I felt really stupid because in every other dungeon we've done so far, you had to use the ability of the person <laughs> with you to activate the thing. So I don't know why I couldn't think of that for the longest time. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not going to lie. I mean, the first, I think that room, because the flamethrower was on, like, I didn't even realize that Sidon didn't come into the room with me. And so I was standing there and I saw this thing in front of me and I was like, well, it needs water, right? So I like threw a splash fruit at it. <laughs> nothing. Oh, no. <laughs> like, using like a, like an opal arrow, nothing. Like, I was like, what is going on? And I was like, oh, where's Sidon? <laughs> and <laughs> go figure out how to get him inside the room but um yeah that i definitely did the same thing the first time i saw one of these switches i was like i got this i don't, I don't need my best friend <laughs> like i can just i got all kinds of water on me right now <laughs> oh no. you need that you need that berkeley water <laughs> yeah you do yeah <laughs> can't do none of that fluoride yeah i got to this point i was like playing the game I'm, I'm in the living room and i was in between like making lunch when this was happening and i remember i got to the water temple and i like finished my making my lunch and then i took my switch into a toilet sesh and finished the entire temple before i left it must have been not more than 10 minutes 10 15 minutes it was so yeah. short it is. i don't know once you get to the actual temple it can be very short i seem to remember someone taking a long time in bathrooms Yo. No, it was like it, it couldn't have been more than 10 15 that I actually did this. 
It took me the about 30 to 40, but that's because I didn't use any means to get around to the different islands. I actually wanted to do it the way they intended and not just build a motorcycle or use a rocket shield. Uh-huh. So I had to figure out how to get up so high so that I could jump and glide to an island that was also almost as high and climb up it and kind of go that way, my way up. Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, they made these like fully accessible by my little motorbike, man. Oh, yeah. No, they definitely did. <laughs> I was taking no chances, no prisoners. But yeah, there's not really any difficult puzzles waiting here. There was the one with the floating stones. You got to go down uh, over a pit of spikes and pick up a ball and then bring it up with all the, the platforms. I just stuck it to a platform and then used like moved it with me every time I jumped to another one and brought it all the way. And then you got to kind of keep it attached to that to stick it in the, the hole so it actually stays there. Use the platform to kind of hold it in place. Mm-hmm. There's one where you got to open up a gate, drain some water and then keep the gate open with your rewind ability and then go down and activate it while it's still the, the door is still open and you can still walk there because you're not swimming because there's a ton of water. There's a, the, my favorite one was the one where you had to finish building the turn wheel. Yeah. yeah. Where it's not so easy that you can just put them wherever you want. I think they might have to be exactly on opposite sides. And so if you try to build it, well, no, actually, I guess I could have done this differently. But I, I put one on and then I tried to do another one with it. Not just I, I don't know why I didn't think to just put one on the top when it was at the bottom. But I held it to the side for a second, used the rewind ability to hold it there so I could put it on the the leftmost side mm-hmm. and then spin away. Yeah. Spin away. And then the weirdest puzzle, I think was the really fast spinning rock. I like that one. It just felt weird. <laughs> yeah. Like with how fast that, that rock was. The I reason I liked it is because it, it was just a, a show off of like the bullet time thing. So all you had to do was get some air however you wanted to get it and then go into slow-mo and the rock would slow down and you could just shoot it <laughs> it was pretty easy but you know i uh i enjoyed just hitting the spinning rock i had to tie my water through good because there was uh stuff up in it yeah mm, and if i remember correctly there was like barely any threat in this dungeon either there was like i think one group of enemies on the sort of big pond island yeah, the constructs were lacking, for sure. Yeah. I only remember one group of enemies. Uh, there was two. I think this oh, whole okay. dungeon had somewhere around seven to eight constructs and, like, two chews. There was chews up there? Yeah, there were chews up there. All the constructs were around bodies of water. If you just knocked them into the water, that's it. Game over. Yeah. Dunzo. And I think I covered all the puzzles. Yeah. So Already. Once, once we knocked those four out, uh, we can go f- uh, tr- activate our wonderful switch, uh, get all the water to, to move, or at least that's what we think is going to happen until somebody comes and ruins all the clean water. And this is the Scourge of the Water Temple, the Mukta Rock. The Mukta Rock looks real weird at first. I'm not going to lie. It literally looks like a octopus fetus. I'm sorry, but that's what it looks like to me. <laughs> yeah. Is real gross looking. Probably what the design was based on. It's a slimy octorog. His eyes are like he has this built-in rage upon him that like can only be quelled with killing Link. Like <laughs> his eyes are like Sith eyes from Star Wars. He's got yeah, he's got malice eyes, man. He's got like the eyes from Breath of the Wild, just straight up jammed in his little cranium there. He has two very uh 
human-esque hands, which is kind of upsetting. <laughs> His legs kind of look like chicken drumsticks. And uh, everything about this design is bad. But he's he's basically, he acts like a living balloon, like a deflated balloon. He just kind of, like, I don't even know the good word for it, flops around when he walks. And it's it's real it's real bad to look at. But he doesn't, this isn't like his normal form while he's attacking you, which is really weird. Like, yeah, he, um, he creates like a shark out of slime that has like this purple light around in it, like the light that represents that it's alive or something. And that's yeah. what he attacks you with. Yeah. So he's a he's a, a, a muck bender yeah. who creates this shark form for himself to uh to attack you uh usually it involves like direct charges and the way to get through to this guy is to join the cleaning crew so it, you know if you got hydrants now's the time to pull them out this is like the most important time to use them <laughs> i feel like hydrants tend to go unused in my inventory for the most part unless there's lava or a muck to rock uh Splash roots are good. Anything water based is pretty good against this guy. Sidon's uh, ability is good. Sidon's ability is this the point? <laughs> That's the whole point of this fight. Yeah, because if, if you use any other source, it takes at least two hits to knock him out of this shark form. But with Sidon's blast, it's immediate. Yeah. So this this guy's whole deal is I'ma keep this place dirty, and your whole deal's gotta be I'ma get you out of that dirty stuff. Because when you take away the shark form with water, which apparently is a thing, you know, at first he just becomes useless immediately and you get a bunch of cool free hits until the second phase where yep. even when you get him out of the shark form, he starts leaping from mud puddle to mud puddle uh, in such a way <laughs> that he becomes one of the most frustrating bosses in the game. Yeah, he did. He looks like a fish out of water flopping desperately from pool of to pool of and uh he's yeah, it's annoying. It's very really fun annoying. fight. Yeah. It it yeah, it's a, it's upsetting. <laughs> it, it it ends up being a fun fight. I mean, I think what's funny is when he's when he's useless, like when he's been knocked out of the water enough, like you the music even changes to like Tinker Toy music uh as he walks around just freaking out because he's not in his muck <laughs> and he just looks like a deflated balloon trying to walk and it's great like this is this is the joke part of the fight it's mm -hmm. like IGN said 100%. no joke we disagree wholeheartedly this is a joke people don't realize IGN don't realize <laughs> IGN 10 out of 10 just enough water just enough water it really feels like you're fighting an octopus <laughs> yeah with an uh, unlimited ink sack. Yeah, so you gotta use your unlimited water. I think people have made all kinds of contraptions just to spray water everywhere as much as they can when fighting this guy. Yeah, I actually, mid-fight, constructed, uh, like, two hydrants on a, on a pole that I just found in my inventory and sort of just, like, walked across the arena with this and just kind of, like, did, like, a, uh, like... 360 like helicopter like nice and it worked pretty well to took like five to ten seconds of doing that and he, his uh sludge was definitely knocked down and it made it a lot easier when he was in the final form yeah i forgot to use hydrants entirely and oh, went through no. almost my entire stock of water fruits 
Yeah, I had like 30 when I went into this temple. I walked out with like five after the final boss. You could also use, I know, um, I know opals. I ain't wasting my opals. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, I know opals have a huge attack explosion of water. I ain't wasting I think my opals. King's scales also have water, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you can use all four of them. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if I can sell them. Go over to the Gerudo homeland and be like, I got scales off of the Zora King. Who knows what you could do with these? My guess is that they're just not valuable. They'd be like, yeah, the Zora King gives these out to everybody who asks like five at a time. Oh, no. Like he just sheds, man. It's not even. He just gets out his back scratcher, hands him like 30. All right, go away. They they used (laughs) to be real precious until he gave them to person number two. (laughs) (laughs) It was a big deal back in the day turns out he just has a uh, um dandruff oh no <laughs> nobody knew oh geez he's got a skin condition scales just keep falling out my dude is exfoliating all the time bro kind of <laughs> gross actually can you put those away they got a good cleaning crew up in zora's place because i don't see any of them scales anywhere they're on top of that pretty much but we uh we beat the Mukto Rock and Secret Stone. Yeah, this would this would be the time where we say, "Hey, by the way, this whole this whole run up, Sidon's been getting called to by mysterious voices. Uh, the mysterious voice turns out to be an ancient Zora sage who wears a mask and tells a story about the imprisoning war right? and the secret stones. No, the Demon King." And Zelda asking after the imprisoning wars for her to help Link when he comes around in a long time. Yeah. Uh, so he, he too knows <laughs> the song of ancient times that all the other sages have sung to us so far. I really wish they gave unique cutscenes. It would make these stories way more satisfying. Uh, but they're not. It's just, another, it's just another set of faces saying the same dialogue. Pretty much. Uh, but you know what is interesting <clears throat> is the stone that Mr. Prince Sidon gets is the blue secret stone. Naruto time? And yeah, man, it's that chakra. Yeah, buddy. So he's got the blue chakra for ninjas. And uh, basically like what Ryan was saying this entire time, the throat chakra is basically your body's communication hub. It speaks truth, it finds your voice, and it sings praises for yourself and others. It's a lot like coincided with singing and um, things like that. And I kind of thought about, when I was like reading this stuff, I thought of like Do, Re, Mi, Fa, Sol, La, but then I was like, nah, that's that's, that's last game. This ain't about that. <laughs> so. When the throat chakra is blocked, you may have issues with creativity and communication, and you may have hearing difficulties in hearing others' wishes for you in your best interests. So it's like when you may think something's right, or you may feel like you want to change, which you can't, and other people are telling you to change. You just don't hear them. And that's basically what Sidon's been experiencing this entire time. He's never communicated his issues with Mifa or his fears. And he's having trouble speaking his mind. 
and he just can't, you know, do anything about that. And so, and yeah, Riona steps in, slaps him up. She's the real chakra stone. You only she unblocked his chakra. Oh gosh, what's the NA gonna stand for? You only know arowana. Uh, something I don't know. <laughs> Niagara Falls. <laughs> you own no arowanas but yeah so so far uh with the chakra stones the uh, the secret stones that we've been getting the stones have all aligned with the situation that has been going on in the domain this one both of the other stones had more of a connection with the people as a whole i couldn't really find like this literally just connects with Sidon. I mean like maybe you could kind of like say it connects with the other Zoras in the sense that like they're just like I don't know like bad at communication. They're kind of like but they're like, kind of like out on their own. Like you'd think that they don't know Link is coming and they don't seem to be getting anywhere with fixing this gunk issue before Link gets there. But they don't really go out and find anybody and ask for help. So it's almost like the entire species as a whole isn't communicating with the people around them, like the Hylians or the Kakarikoans or the the people in Hatino. Like they don't go and look for any help and they're just kind of suffering by themselves trying to figure it out. And the only one really doing anything is Mr. Britta Filter. So mm-hmm. I guess you, you yeah. could say that the whole as a people is just kind of suffering in silence and not asking for help. Yeah, you can say that. That actually makes a lot of sense. And uh, I'll just leave it off with this last uh, statement because I thought it was the most true statement um, with Sidon's realization. And I think there's uh, more for the story to drop uh, after this when he gets back with Yona. But um, basically, when in alignment of your chakra, which is about when he realized, you feel confident when you speak because you know you are being true to yourself with your words and you're hearing your own words and your self-worth. Mm. I was like, dang, that's literally what Sidon was just dealing with. Yeah. I mean, even, yeah, from back in the, well, I, I mean, I could reference Ocarina of Time and talk about how, like, the princess went missing and how they didn't really tell anybody about that either. They were like, yeah, this is our issue. We'll figure it out. we got everybody going everywhere. <laughs> uh, but, no, I mean, I think... I mean, just there's there's communication themes throughout this a little bit, or like part of figuring out the riddle in the first place to go find the scales and do all that. Like you have to like clean off a broken rock and fix it, and then even then, it's a riddle. It's not just plainly stated what needs to happen. Um, so you got to decipher that by going around trying to talk to everybody again. And then when you do finally find the king, he's hiding away in a cave contemplating if he should still be king or not, which is something that I'm guessing he's never communicated to anybody until now. So there's just a lot of people with like random hangups. Like even even the kids who know where the king is, they're like, oh, we don't want to play with you or talk to you. You have to eavesdrop on them in order to get the information. So yeah, there's a lot of of communication breakdowns. Not that Link is a great communicator. (laughs) (laughs) Tends to have issues, but... Uh, maybe, you know, he had something to learn here too, but yeah, whole, uh, whole bunch of little, little things like that, I guess. Um, but yeah, Sidon especially was just the highlight, that conversation between him and Yona, it's like exactly what they were trying to get across. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting so far that like the secret stones 
colors have been based off of the chakras and like they've been basing off the story domain issues around these so it's like cool writing and i I can't wait to see what the grudo is about yeah me too but um so sidon gives us his his new our new ring because they all got to give us a ring to commemorate the occasion with our new spirit power in it yeah and we got three of them dudes we do and then we run to uh i got four (laughs) uh then we we run out and the new game begins of uh Sidon's bizarre monarchy because he's the king now. Yeah. Ooh. He he gets he gets kinged basically by his by his dad. Uh and he you know they're planning on their their fishy wedding still. So you know they're reunited and everything. That's pretty great. There's much rejoicing and the water's clean again. Huzzah. We saved the Zora. Huzzah. One of the best stories and just overall like character interactions of the game so far and the temple just doo-dooed <laughs> on that entire experience. Like it was so awesome until you get to like the temple and you're like, wait, this is like it. Yeah. I mean, that's really, the, if, if anything I can say for it is that the disappointment was in its length, not in its content. Like, I think that, it was fun. Mm-hmm. It just didn't last as long as you wanted the fun to last. Like, when I got done with those four, I was like, I got a fifth in me. <laughs> Where's my fifth? I can switch, keep going, know? though. Two, two more puzzles. Come on. And, like, even the length of, like, the distance from the top of the mountain in Hebra to the wind ship or whatever that was called was, I felt like, pretty lengthy compared to the wellspring island length and i know you had like the reservoir waterworks under that and there was like some story before that too so it felt like it was longer but i don't know i hope for mo man i love the zora i was just hoping for an even more complicated difficult brain teasing water temple kind of like hearkening back to ocarina of time the one that a lot of people really didn't have a great time with because it's (laughs) really confusing it took yeah. decades for the fandom to turn around on how they felt about the Water Temple. I do yeah. not think Nintendo wanted to repeat that. No, I mean, not to that degree. I wasn't saying to make like the next most hated dungeon of all time. But it could have been a little more complicated and had a few more puzzles in there. I definitely think. Granted, yeah. it was fun for what it was. Yeah, I hear that. Cool, cool. So is there anything else that we need to wrap up? I don't think I ever went back and got the Va Rudo helmet. Oh, wait. I lied. Yes, I did. Um, basically, if you want anything further, I mean, you can talk to Sidon. He'll tell you about the mask. Um, that's usually how that goes. You go back and you talk to the sage in person, and they'll tell you about a cool mask that they heard of or something and where to find it. Or they'll just tell you about a cool location, and that's your hint. You go there. Um, if you want the rest of the Zora armor, talk to Yona. Uh, she got you started. She'll kind of give you the directions you need for the other pieces. One of which you have to go through her attendants to get. Like, she doesn't have the information herself, but she'll tell you who to talk to. Uh, and it ends up working out that way. Um, you can also talk to the blacksmith for the 
um, champion spear, I think it's called. I think uh, if you if light, you didn't the light scale trident. Oh yeah. And if if you didn't happen to have an ancient arowana, I think you also go talk to the blacksmith in order to get an idea of where to get one. If you don't know where to get one, oh he he drops that. I, I th- she says it. She's like, if if you don't have one or you need to know where to go, I hear you might want to talk to the blacksmith or something like that. But then she immediately went, oh you have one. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool though. All right. Cool. So I'm gonna put a ball on this one if we're good. Yeah. Uh, so thank you all for listening to A for No, B for Yes. Uh, this has been our Zora episode. Next week, we'll be back on the side mission track. I think we have a few other locations that we really want to hit before we finish out this set of phenomena. Uh, thank you for so much for listening. We'll, next episode will come out in a few weeks from now. We'll catch you then. Peace out. Oi. Bye, everybody. Well, did you get all that?